0: the Aftershock. I'm Phil Leva hosting tonight alongside Jamin Moore and Robert Jonas. So the Quakes in their first match after the announcement of Luci Gonzalez as head coach play their home match against LAFC after an awful performance against FC Dallas in front of a raucous sellout crowd and they get the 2-1 victory. This is their first win since beating LA Galaxy on the road on July 13th. Robert Jonas, you're over at the stadium right now. Tell us what it's like over there with all the uh, all the fans in the stadium, all the LAFC fans who decided to come to the game. Uh, what has that experience been like for you tonight?
1: All right. Well, you uh, you may even hear the drums still going in the background. Uh, here we are, 20 minutes after the end of the game, and the fans are still celebrating. Uh, some of the uh, you know folks are still walking around the stadium. I think they're in a a sense of uh, pleasant euphoria might, might be the description. Uh, this is obviously a, a big game on the calendar anytime you play uh, one of the other California schools or, or California teams. And uh, you, you, it was just uh, electric all night long. You know, the first quake sellout we've seen in quite a while, um, and definitely one in which the crowd was into it cheering every single moment, good or bad or otherwise. And, uh, you know, at times even drowning out what was a pretty sizable LAFC fan base. Uh, Some really loud cheers when Carlos Vela and Gareth Bale came into this game. But, uh, you know, the players uh, wavered. They kind of bent a little, but they didn't break uh, enough to let LAFC back into it. And uh, here you go. A giant win. I called it a signature win for Alex Covella and his time with the Earthquakes, given the season he's, this team is having, and one I think a lot of these guys are going to remember for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, it seems like the Quakes really benefited from some great individual performances in this match, namely Tommy Thompson, who was incredibly effective from the fullback position, pushing over to the opponent's end line. He had, you know, was able to get two assists in this match. Uh, one early on and then the late one to uh, Cade Cowell which was really great considering Cowell hadn't seen the score sheet for quite some time. Jamie your thoughts about the attack during this match and how the Quakes were able to effectively balance both the attack and their uh, defense against one of the best teams in
2: the league. Well I thought they uh, they did a great job I felt trying to get help in situations where you know there was a bit of danger. There's a lot of balls were being played into the box by LAFC all night long, but it always felt like the Quakes had somebody there, um, except for, of course, on the goal that they gave up to uh, to LAFC, um, which got in behind, you know, and, and obviously, you know, that was, I mean, it was a perfect ball from Kellen Acosta, who I'm, I've am i been insanely critical about over the years. Ball. Yeah, uh, Cni and i ball, you know, J- just enough where JT couldn't get to it. Um, or if he did, probably would have created a penalty and had to had to go in and slide into it. So I think uh, you know, tonight we saw the type of effort that the quakes fans expect to see every single week. And what is it about this team that gets up for LA, right? They go into the galaxy, they win there scoring three goals in the first half, one, three, two. Uh, and tonight, uh, put on you know i don't know if it's their best game of the season some people are saying that i think it was probably their best 90 minute effort of the season where they played kind of bell to bell they looked outmatched early um but after about 15- 20 minutes they settled in and uh, you know looked uh, looked much more competitive and it was it was quite the back and forth very entertaining for the sellout crowd.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, as someone who's watched the Quakes for a while, it was really great to see Tommy Thompson have this kind of performance going back to, to him once again. Robert, I'm kind of wondering you know, what you saw from him and his movement since you're sitting up there in the press box. Um, And you get a better view, you know, than those of us who are watching the game on TV. Um, What are you seeing there in in the attack? And how is Tommy having, you know, such an effect game in and game out? Because it was really effective this match. I mean, we've seen him do this before, but we haven't seen it consistently. What was he doing in this match, particularly that was so effective?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to answer that question in just a second. I'm uh, just looking over the edge of the uh, the press box here, and I believe what I'm seeing right now is Will Ferrell walking off the field with a kind of a sad look on his face. So, uh, you know, mission accomplished San Jose to, uh, to <laughs> a man who's perpetually happy to, does not look that way at but, this very but moment. But hurry and go get us an
2: autograph, Robert, if you <laughs> would. <okay>? Yes. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think a few of the other media may have jumped down there trying to do that very same thing. Um, but, but, Phil, if you asked a really good question about Tommy Thompson, I should probably address that and not uh, not to enjoy what's going on in front of my eyes right now um to- tommy was i think i tweeted it uh, you know maybe maybe it wasn't fair to say he was having a low-key great game he was having a great game at times and while he, he did make his mistakes um and we know that's part of uh you know what he has to offer as an outside back you know he was he covered a lot of ground and um especially on that first goal you know he's starting way back in his own 18 and is uh you know the way Espinosa is able to hold up the ball. Tommy gets all the way up the field, makes that an incredible overlapping run, makes the perfect touch into the box to get just enough space to be able to pull the ball back for Benji. That That's not, uh, you know, that's not something we see enough out of Tommy Thompson. We know he has uh, some of those skills and we'd like to see it more, I imagine, to to see him more, you know, kind of sparking offensive opportunities when they come. You know, and and, and just overall, you know, he, you know, he was able to kind of keep his head up. He was able to get the ball out of the uh, Dangerous places. I think you said it perfectly. This is a Quakes team that, as long as they kept LAFC in front of them, they did not give up a goal. It it took one perfect pass to to even get LAFC on the scoreboard tonight. So, Tommy, uh, you know, kudos. You know, he deserves every moment of his man of the match performance tonight, and something that I'm I'm sure he would also like to be able to build on. You know, a lot of players this week, you know, wanted. This game, they wanted to show that they could hang with uh, the the league's best team. And uh, in many ways, they showed it. Now, there's still a gulf of talent. It was pretty clear when LAFC brought in the reinforcements that Guys like Tommy Thompson and others were going to have to work their tails off. But, uh, you know, they seem to rise to the challenge enough to, to get all three points. And, uh, well, break LAFC's quite an impressive winning streak. And uh, like I say, make Will Ferrell maybe shed a tear down there.
0: <laughs> another bright spot in the match was Benji Kakanovich uh, running up and down that left flank and providing another uh, tool in the attack as well as uh, sort of an awareness of the play defensively to be able to get back and make some of those plays as well. Uh, and his interplay there with uh, Paul Marie on the left side. And, and then we saw at times uh, Jim Montero kind of playing laterally. We saw Jeremy Abobasi coming back into the midfield as well and uh, playing a bit of variation on his, you know his role as a number nine. But Jamin, I was going to ask you, um, what were you seeing in the attack here? What other parts of the attack were you seeing that were highly effective for the earthquakes and their ability to score the goals that they did tonight against LAFC?
2: Well, one of the things that, I mean, and it's, it's, it's been a Cavelo trait, um, and to some extent a carryover from Matias Almeida, but I think uh, much more so organized with Cavelo. So a lot of times when the earthquakes would turn the ball over, particularly when they've pushed into the final third and an attack didn't quite come together. Um, there was a lot of times where they worked really hard in order to be able to get the ball back. And of course, you know, I think every every game we can we talk about how Jamiro Montero covers, you know, so much ground. And I felt uh, tonight was another one of those Montero covered a lot of ground nights. Um, Certainly, um, I think uh, there was a high effort also from Christian Espinoza and Benji Kakanovich on the wings. And to be honest, both outside backs, you know, who, uh, you know, this was a game where you probably looked at who LAFC was going to be playing on those wings and said, yeah, okay, it's a bit scary uh, to throw out to Tommy Thompson and Paul Murray against this lineup, but credit to both of them. Um, you know, I thought, you know, given the matchups that they had, and, uh, you know, I expected them to kind of say, stay deeper uh, so that the Quakes wouldn't give up a counterattack down the wings. Um, but Tommy, in particular tonight, uh, you know, made sure that he was getting up and down those sidelines, and on and, and both of the assists, which everyone knows I love cutbacks, So, you know, I, I, you know, I really, I really enjoyed both of those goals. Um, There's a couple things that, that I noticed about both goals. There were, they were very, very similar. One was the amount of ground that Tommy Thompson covered to get into the attack in both of those situations. He had to, to basically come from the other side of the field in both situations uh, and sprint uh, down in order to be able to get into the attack in both of those situations, both goals were scored by the left, uh, yes, the left winger um, coming across the box into the other side, which which is sometimes you see those left wingers kind of get pinned to the outside. They don't get into the attack. This shows if you make the right runs off the ball and you bring in those wingers centrally, that that type of situation when you've got those available uh, cutbacks, if you can use your nine in order to kind of drag... Uh, a defender, a center back or two, uh, a bit uh, out of the space. it that space can open up and it can be available. And so I really like that. one, both of those goals came from huge efforts from Tommy Thompson in terms of him getting into the attack. And number two, that the left wingers were smart enough to recognize where they should be in those situations and were there. And uh, you know that that's that's very key. Other than that, when the attacks didn't come together, I felt like the effort to really kind of go to the ball, swarm the ball, try to get the turnover, but not commit so far in, Um, again, except for you could say the goal that they gave up, they were never really committed so far in that they had no chance to defend in the play. Even in uh, LAFC's best situations, there was always two or three quakes kind of back to be able to try to defend it. It felt less desperate than they have for for uh, many times this season, I felt. Still a little bit too much desperation for me, but it felt less desperate. In fact, if you, if you take a look at the big chances today, and we've talked about this a couple times. You know, even though the Quakes trail in the overall expected goals in the game, they had four big chances. LAFC had two. The Quakes scored on two of those big chances, LAFC on one of theirs. So, you know, even though it did feel like, you know, LAFC was, you know, pretty dangerous I'm, at times in this game, uh, I felt you, that the quicks controlled. Hello, this everyone. Thank well. you for
3: being with us tonight. Following tonight's Here's 2-1 victory out. over LAFC, we are joined by interim head coach Alex Cobello. Please let me know if you have a question by sending me a text or dropping a note in the chat. We'll begin with questions asked and answered in English before switching to a Spanish only portion. So let's start with Robert Jonas.
1: Uh, thank you. And Alex, I probably have a lot of questions, but we'll start with uh, one primary one, which is, you know, after the news of the week uh, with uh, Luchi Gonzalez being named the head coach, you know, you, uh, you still were able to take this team, a team that uh, has been struggling at times, and put together what I would call a signature win. And it, it really showed at the final whistle. I saw you celebrating with players, celebrating with the crowd. You know, what did, uh, you know, kind of the emotions of the week and the, and the final result tonight mean for you?
4: Both, um, the emotions are, are high right now. We need to be calm. Um, but I think that the, it's one of the best games that I, I have seen playing this, this team in this season. We knew that, uh, you know what happened? When you lose, you stink. When you win, everybody wants to talk good things about you. I think that the guys, they showed. We knew it, that we, we had to show personality and play a good game with ball and with ball, and we did it.
3: Thank you, Alex. Next question from Jamin Moore.
4: Unmuted. Hi, Alex.
2: Congratulations on the win. It's always good to beat to LA. Um, so tonight, you know, coming into the game, I think uh, one of the things that Quakes fans were probably worried about was the athleticism and the size of LAFC uh, down the wings. But tonight, your outside backs, you know, played excellent, I thought controlled the opportunities that LAFC had very well. And then Tommy Thompson with two assists, making big long runs down the sideline in order to get behind the defense and play the cutbacks. Uh, He was a real spark tonight and, and felt he also had a good game on the defensive side. You know, how much of the game plan that you had constructed revolved around the ability for the outside backs to kind of be able to get up and down the field the way that they did? Thank you
4: muted let's see if i can answer this in a perfect english and spanish and the game plan uh, we knew that what kind of game lafc was going to to have today we knew about the pressure we knew about their midfielders and what we had to do with ball and tommy did fantastic i think that in general all of us all of the guys did what they had to do but the most important thing they did it with a great concentration focus and determination understanding that was a critical game these eight more games and i said that from the beginning we need to be calm and do what we have to do. i don't know if it wasn't perfect english
3: unmuted
4: no that's that's very good thank you alex
3: muted thank you alex let's go to marco ukalovic Hi, Alex. Congratulations on this monumental victory for you and your club. Uh, You know, it seemed like they got the momentum back when they scored in the 54th minute, which you guys had on the entire first half. How were you guys able to get that back? I seem like right around the 70th minute, you started regaining control. And then, of course, Kate scores in the 77th. So what do you think contributed to you guys getting that momentum back in order to go ahead and score that winning goal in the
4: 77th minute? Well, I think that in in, in different games, we... As you know, the, the game normally goes up and down. And those momentum are going pro, for, for, from one team to another one. And, and sometimes when we were struggling, the opponent in, in some games, they were able to score. Today, we were able to hold it and, and re, um, recover the calm and and, and um, recover the game plan again and the control of the game, offensively and defensively. Um, but obviously, LAFC is a great, great team. Thank you. Be that an answer? An answer. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. Thank you.
3: Uh, let's go next to Michael Roberson. All right, Coach. Uh, after the announcement Wednesday, how did you uh, motivate yourself and motiv- motivate the players to continue the season when everyone was looking at next year
4: with the new head coach? Is that a great question? Uh, From the beginning, when I took the team, I said that I am here with San Jose, for San Jose, and I was going to do whatever it takes to help the team. Um, The players um, took the notice, took the news, and they are professional, and they know uh, what they have to do, and we are in this together. So, as I said in the past, these guys are training fantastic every every day, every week. They are following the game plan. They are giving their best, so I think that we we did it with naturality and understanding that this there uh, there was nine games now is eight, and we were at nine uh, the, before I I didn't count round but uh, before but uh, we were at nine ten points we have to still fighting we have to keep fighting for that I think that uh, we have to take it with naturality.
3: Thank you, Alex. We'll take a few more, uh, starting with Abel Guiano. Alex. Thanks for taking the time to answer my question. That was a great win today. Uh, what do you make of today's atmosphere? Uh, what did today's crowd mean
4: to you? Thank you. All. All. Today we play with 12 players. 12 players. Can be, can, can happen whatever when the stadium is like that. We played with 12 players. It was incredible. It was amazing. They pushed the team. They accompany us. el a lot. Was, was fantastic.
3: Thank you, Alex. We're going to take, um, actually, let's go next to Paula Maruri. Paula, you can ask in English or Spanish. Whatever you prefer.
5: Alex, buenas noches, felicitaciones por este juego. Y preguntas así: si ¿Cuáles fueron los elementos más importantes en la preselección de jugadores para el juego esta noche? Y en la segunda parte, cuando ya entra Carlos Vela, ¿cómo el equipo se desempeñó y cómo mantuvo la calma contra un jugador tan competitivo como Carlos Vela para el FC? Gracias.
4: Gracias. No, en cuanto a la primera, eh, seleccionamos los jugadores en función de cómo vemos la semana y, y jugadores que tenemos disponibles. Eh, la segunda es en relación con la determinación, el, el grado de, de concentración que tuvieron los jugadores en cada momento, en cada jugada, con balón y sin balón, Fue espectacular. Eh, y, cuan, y fuimos capaces de cuando entraron Ver y Vela de entender que el, el, el game plan tenía que estar allí, teníamos que entender que, que no nos teníamos que poner más nerviosos de lo que debíamos o, o teníamos que entender que bueno teníamos que seguir haciendo lo que estábamos haciendo, concentrados.
3: Thank you, Alex. Te, la decir,
4: te la puedo contestar en catalán y en italiano también. Tiempo. Es una broma, ¿eh?
3: Thank you Alex. Uh, let's wrap up with Carlos Eustes.
5: Alex, eh, buenas noches. Eh, eh, ya contestaste un poquito de esto en, en inglés, creo que va a ser más fácil este estallarte en español, pero eh, lucha habló dentro del, de la conferencia de prensa del importante de, de Simeone, ¿no? El importante que era para ustedes eh, estos partidos que quedaban y lo profesionales que son ustedes y cómo prepararse, ¿no? Entonces vi una semana donde era importante mantener ese foco dentro de, de lo que queda de la temporada antes de comenzar a planear lo que sigue porque todavía quedan muchos puntos en el camino. Eh, ¿Cómo fue esta semana para, para poderse preparar, para poderlo para poder llegar al partido de hoy y luego ya en el partido de hoy un rival difícil, un rival que de hecho se jugaba su pase a los playoffs ya en, en este juego y lo que significa para ti esa victoria sabiendo lo que nos habías dicho de que estabas para San José y lo que viene también para ti
4: la temporada. gracias Carlos o lo primero que hemos hecho y que lo pueden confirmar los jugadores es tratar de aislarnos las cosas a veces te pueden sacar de sitio en el momento en el que, en de la temporada que estábamos entonces lo importante era tener el grupo centrado en el partido de Leyes y creo que los chicos lo han demostrado eh, tenían muchas ganas Después de los momentos que hemos pasado aquí jugando buenos partidos y que te empataban o por algún error perdías el partido, me parecía que el el fútbol estaba siendo muy injusto. El fútbol normalmente a veces es justo e injusto, pero estaba siendo muy injusto y creo que, que hoy el fútbol ha sido justo con lo que los chicos están haciendo. Entonces, lo primero fue aislarnos, entender que lo que teníamos que hacer era concentrarnos en el partido, porque quedaban nueve partidos, ahora quedan ocho, y seguir hacia adelante. Y lo han hecho muy bien, lo han hecho muy bien y para mí es eh, espectacular una sensación enorme no hay nada mejor para un entrenador que ver que el equipo juega como ha jugado esta noche
3: all right thank you very much Alex congratulations on the victory thank you,
4: thank you.
0: A little bit of joking there from Alex Covello and some humility as well. He realizes that, you know, Luchi Gonzalez is, is going to be coming in and coaching this team, but uh, it's clear that, you know, he's focusing game to game with this team and he was very clear with the fact that they are still fighting despite where they are in the standings right now. I thought that was quite interesting. And then his response to another one of the questions uh, talking about how much it meant to have the crowd as it was tonight at PayPal park being a 12th man, if you would. So I'm a bit interested here, guys, since you asked the questions to Alex tonight. Uh, Robert, uh, your thoughts about what uh, Alex had to say to the questions that were given to him during the press conference.
1: I just had a little tech issue there. Um, uh, Refute the question, Phil. Oh, I would just like to hear your, or we would just like to hear ah. your, your thoughts
0: regarding some of Alex's responses to the questions. during. The yeah, process.
1: perfect, perfect. Okay, I figured that was yeah. what it was. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know all credit to, to Alex. You know, there were a few questions in there, mine included, that alluded to, you know, Lucha Gonzalez getting the head coaching position, Alex not getting that position, uh, and therefore, you know, going to continue to carry his interim label probably through the, at the end of the season. Um, And he took that and, and, and basically reminded us all of the professional nature of the locker room. You know, a lot of praise to the players for following through on game plans, for for going out there and executing as he wanted them to do, and you know, continue to uh, to say all the right things with respect to the uh, the rest of the season with the you know, the games that are remaining. You know, uh, every coach is going to want his players to to fight until they're mathematically uh, eliminated, um, and sometimes that's hard to get to uh, get players to do that when things don't look all that great. You know, but there was definitely a lot of fight on the field tonight, and so. Uh, in a sense, mission accomplished. Uh, I don't think anyone took this week's uh, off-field news uh, in a way that would have uh, diminished the performance this weekend. Rather, it seemed to do the opposite. Um, And again, I think, you know, we'll talk to a player soon, and I will. You know, be asking about you know just facing an opponent like LAFC. You know, easily uh, could have just uh, you know sort of did their best and tried not to uh, get overrun. Instead, they did their you know everything they could to stand toe to toe against a team that you know will probably end up with the supporter shield when the season is over.
0: Yeah, there certainly were a lot of players who really played up in this match. Who perhaps have had some difficulty this season. I mean, if you were to look all around the pitch, you see that the team like had a lot of success, and there weren't a lot of. Uh, weaknesses that you can pin on certain areas, as we have been able to throughout the season, whether it's the defensive mishaps that the team has had, or even some of the offensive troubles that they had uh, early parts in the season when Matias Almeida was coaching the team. Uh, Jamin, same question. Your thoughts about how uh, Alex Covello responded to the questions during the press
2: conference? Yeah, clearly, uh, you know, one of the most uh, animated, you know, we've seen Cabello, as uh, as was already mentioned there in the chat, uh, completely Agree. In fact, yeah, I would say to some level, almost like uh, overcoming up with the motion that he was having a little bit more difficulty answering the the English questions than than he uh, normally does. Normally, we we get you know I would say pretty clear answers from him uh, tonight. Uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a little bit more because you could tell like there was a lot more uh, passion. Like this one meant a lot to Cabello. Um, you know, beating, beating an LA team always is going to mean a lot to the, to the earthquakes. It's always hashtag beat LA, whether it's LAFC or the, or the galaxy. And this year, honestly, beating LAFC is an accomplishment. There's not very many teams in, in MLS that can say that now, did they run out a little bit of a subpar, you know, lineup compared to what they could have tonight? Sure. Uh, but they also quit clinch the playoffs tonight due to, uh, you know, losses from other teams. So they can afford to there's that much left in the season and the amount of gap that they have, uh, in the supporter shield, I think is, it was nine points coming into the day, into the day. And given Philadelphia, absolutely waxed DC United, Michael Peachy, uh, you know, six, <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it's down to, down to six, I would guess, but, um, you know, they can afford to, to kind of at this point, do what teams would do in the NBA, which is, you know, if you know what your playoff position is going to be, or even the NFL in the last game of the season, right? When you're uh, trying to win the, the playoffs in, in fantasy uh, football, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, a team's already in the playoffs and their playoff spot is determined game 17, they're going to arrest some of their starters. So they did that earlier in the week against DC United. I don't know if it's disrespect. I think it's understanding where they're at right now and what's left ahead of them in the schedule. And I also think there's some management of Bale in terms of the number of minutes he's going to play, because let's be honest, he's got, he's been injury prone in the past and coming over to LAFC here is intended for him to get ready for the world cup. So he hasn't started yet. And tonight wasn't going to be that night. So, you know, that, that type of move doesn't surprise me. Chiellini not playing back-to-back games, my guess is there's some sort of knock there to be honest. Um, And uh, you know, and, and Bella sat and someone mentioned, He looks a little puffy. He, he, he does. He does look a little puffy out there. Uh, Not quite sure what's going on with him. So maybe he's not hundred percent either. So is it a good time for them to to rest certain people? Yes. But look, you're still facing, you know, people like Chicho Arango out there um, who, you know, I just think is one of the most dangerous strikers, you know, in this league, there's still plenty of talent on the field for LAFC, regardless of who they play. And, you know, If nothing else, they're all very good professional players and to be able to go out there and beat them even at home on any given night right now in, in, uh, in 2022, you know, is a good accomplishment for, for this team. And hopefully it builds some momentum on both sides. It builds some momentum in terms of how they're going to finish out the season, maybe with a bit more confidence, hopefully give Chris Leach a good chance to take a look at the players that he needs to take a look at. Uh, and be able to make some decisions on, uh, and now we'll get input, you know, we presume from Lucio Gonzalez in doing that. And also, uh, you know, hopefully the fans had a good time, and we will see, you know, more people come back to uh, PayPal Park for uh, for games this season and next.
0: Yeah, I love the comments about uh, D.C. United here. <laughs> 13-0 against Philly this season, which is really funny because um, they actually fared better with Wayne Rooney as coach, uh, having one goal less scored against them than the, the previous match. So there is improvement there from DC United with Wayne Rooney uh, now at the helm there. So anyway, uh, going back to the earthquakes here, one of the players uh, who we haven't seen too often this season, he does get minutes every now and then, but not consistently, is Jan Gregoosh. He gets the start tonight. That's one difference that we see in the central midfield, playing alongside Jackson Yule behind Jamiro Montero. So, Robert, I'm going to pose this question to you, uh, considering your view of the match. what? How was Jan greguge able to impact the team and help them to both defend and to get into the attack? I mean, he was clearly involved in that first goal, right? Um, he's not the paciest guy on the field, but he has really good passing ability, and he has pretty good vision as well. What did you see from him and how was he able to impact this game?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a great question and uh, I was just looking at my notes and for the first, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the game, you know, and actually until that goal sequence, I had a down arrows next to his name. I, I was not, you know, I was seeing him make a few mistakes. He didn't have his head up as much as we've seen him. It looked like he was getting a little bit overpowered at times, you know, but nothing that, that was uh, of too much consequence. And he had, you know, his center backs behind him sort of cleaning up to any messes that were happening. You know, the Quakes are really struggling to, to get much possession at the beginning, you know, when they Scored the goal you know they were two to one down in terms of possession numbers and you know he hadn't looked like he'd really stepped into the game yet with that goal he seemed energized as well and not just him but a lot of the teammates around him. but i saw him back to that you know, more of that gliding style you know we did have the ball he seems to be able to you know kind of have a have a good feel for what he's going to do next with it so when i started to watch him later He's got a few up arrows next to him. So he was definitely uh, kind of redeeming himself as the as the rest of that first half went on. It was good to see him out there. I think they needed a, that veteran presence out there. You had a choice between him, maybe Eric Rometty, maybe uh, Juteson. Well, everyone.
3: Uh, thank we you didn't. for your patience. We are now joined by defender Tommy Thompson, tonight's man of the match. Let's go ahead and jump right into questions with Robert Jonas.
1: Uh, thank you, and Tommy, congratulations! That was, uh, I think, a man of the match performance. Before it was even announced, to, we all saw that in the press box. Your your ability to get up and down the field. Um, how does a performance like that feel for you uh, individually, and in the context of such a such an important win, uh, to to be able to walk off the field two to one against uh, arguably the top team in the league? Thank you. Yeah,
6: it felt great, and the atmosphere was electric. You Give a lot of credit to the fans that, that came out to support us. Um, there's no doubt uh, we've had some difficult moments this year, uh, but it's moments like that that shows, you know, the strength of this team mentally, um, physically, and in the ability that we have to compete with some of the best teams and the best players in this league. So for me personally, um, it felt great to, to put in a, a good shift with the team, but give a lot of credit to all the guys out there that, that, that fought till the end. Um, in the middle of the diff- it, it, right in the middle of the difficult moment that we are in as well, I think it's it's exciting and it's a it's a night that that I won't
3: forget anytime soon. Thank you, Tommy. Let's go next to Jamin Moore. Unmuted.
2: Hey, Tommy! Congratulations on the assists and the win, and uh, happy birthday, by the way. Um, you know that that's I think one of the best performances you know we've seen from you uh, for sure this season. Um, but it's gotta be something that right now in the midst of this change going on in the club, you want to be able to make a statement in games like today. And, and that feels like a really big statement. Uh, there's a lot of good players coming into the league since uh, you started in the league and to be able to put in that type of performance has to be very gratifying for you personally.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've been through, through highs and lows, uh, throughout my you career. Did. Yeah, this is my, my ninth year, so. I've seen a lot of good moments. I've seen I've seen some difficult moments as well. But uh, at the end of the day, you just got to keep uh, fighting through. And and sometimes uh, it's always darkest before dawn. You know, there's no doubt that we were all very disappointed in Dallas last weekend. But to have the response that we did uh, in front of a sold out crowd, I mean, it's a special feeling. I think for the guys on the field um, and, and for all the fans that that have been supporting us uh, all throughout this year. And I, I can't thank the fans enough for for showing up in, in the way they did, and there's no doubt it helped push us through to, to get the three points tonight.
3: Thank you, Tommy. Let's go to Carlos Eustis.
5: Tommy, uh, good evening. Like you said, you've been through ups and downs, lows and highs. Um, you've stayed with the team. So how does it feel, especially where you are in the season? Because it's it's a hard moment to do it. So mentally, how do you... Keep pushing forward, knowing that, you know, the playoffs might still be far, but you still have some games in front of you. And then you haven't really been constant on the starting lineup. So to be able to focus and, and bring it also your birthday week seems to be a good present for yourself, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I said that in
6: the postgame interview. But I'll say it again. I mean, there's no better birthday present than, than getting a win on the weekend, uh, especially against such a good LAFC side. Uh, so it, it felt great, and and for me personally, whatever my role is in the team, I'm always going to uh, try to set the standard, and 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 I'm going to bring energy to every practice, in every game, whatever role that might be. So I'm uh, grateful to have gotten a great opportunity tonight, and uh, it feels it feels good to to have taken advantage of it.
3: Thank you, Tommy. Next question from Marco Kalovic. Hey, Tommy. Congratulations on this win. You know, it really felt like a a playoff-type atmosphere out here tonight with the crowd being sold out and everyone into this. How did it feel for you guys? Did you have that sense? And how does it feel to slay this David versus Goliath type of matchup
4: you guys had tonight?
6: Yeah, I mean, it feels good. I think it's a testament to this team. I think there's a handful of guys that, 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 I mean, everyone fought tonight. And uh, plenty of guys put in great performances. And I, I think it's a testament that this team can compete with with anybody, we we've said that uh, all year. Uh, I think we've made some great adjustments throughout the year. To where over the over the past um, handful of games here, we, we we've shown that that we can compete with the best in the league. Uh, this was a, a much needed win. But at the end of the day, uh, you know you know there's still plenty of work to be done, and we're we're gonna keep fighting until until the very end. There's no doubt about that.
3: Thank you, Tommy. looks like we have three more questions, starting with Michael Roberson. All right, Tommy, um, with the big announcement that happened Wednesday, um, how do you psychologically uh, not look forward to next year and finish out the season besides being a professional player? But how did you and the other players decide you're going to play this uh, last eight,
5: nine games out?
6: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think we're all excited about the hire. Uh, I think it was, it, was, it was a great hire. But At the end of the day, our, our focus is the, is the here and now. And I give a ton of credit to the guys that came in. Um, Lucho, Cavello, Wando, Steve Ralston, um, Tubo. All those guys came in at a really difficult moment. I think it was uh, seven games into the season. And they provided us with the, the positive energy that we need. And if you look at our record over that time period, it shows that we've been competitive consistently over the past couple months. And I, I think that's a, a a really positive piece of this season. And, and I give those guys a ton of credit because it, it was a difficult moment. And, and we fought through those difficult moments. Um, and, and so the, the hire is, is exciting. I think it's, it's exciting for the fans and, and the players. I, I think uh, Lucci coming in is is a step in the in the right direction for us, and and we'll all um, be ready uh, once he arrives in San Jose. But right now, we're we're focused on giving the fans performances like we did tonight. And I just wanted to give credit to the coaches here that that have done um, something special over the over the course of the past fifteen games or or, or whatever it may be because um, I'm grateful for that. Whether I was playing or not playing, I'm, I'm grateful for that positive energy that ha, ha, has just provided us with that that stimulus that we've needed this year.
3: Thank you, Tommy. Let's go next to Paula Maruri.
5: Congratulations for the victory, by the way. Happy birthday. Um, let's talk about the physical and mental preparation during the week for this game. And also, how do you find the motivation to play against Carlos Bela's team? Thank you.
6: Yeah, it's a great team. Um, You know, they got some of the best players in the league. There's no doubt about it, but we've we've said it all year. I think this team has the ability to compete with the best teams in the league. Um, And so mentally, we we go into the game knowing that that, that we got to put in a great shift. Um, But I thought we prepared really well. We had a good game plan and and we executed on that. So um, everyone was really happy after the game. I think at the end of the day, it's really important for us to enjoy this, but also um, never to be too high or or, or too low. Um, I think it's a long season and uh, we got to enjoy this for the next day or two. But then after that, we got to get back to work and, and focus on getting a result in Kansas City.
3: Thank you, Tommy. One final question from Abel Anguiano. Hi, hey, Tommy. Thanks for taking the time to answer my question. Uh, that was a great performance and happy birthday. Uh, LAFC today rested a lot of their starters. Do you think that that you and the rest of this team was severely underestimated and did that give you any extra motivation to play
0: the way that you did? Thank you.
6: Yeah, for, for us, our, our mentality is to go into every game focusing on on our lineup and, and, and what we can do right to take the game to other teams um, whatever coaches decisions were made on the other end that's their business but at the end of the day we, we lined up with 11 guys that, that got the result so that that was our focus and I, I give a ton of credit for every single player that that stepped on the field today the guys that came in everybody fought and uh you know for kate to, to get the game winner there towards the end of the game i think that's that was a special moment um, that that I'll remember for for a long time. I was really happy to see to see him get that game winner.
3: All right, thank you very much, Tommy, and happy birthday and congratulations on the assistant win. Thank you. All right, everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We will see you next weekend in Kansas City.
0: Right. really great to see Tommy in, in good spirits after the match here. He did echo one segment that I've heard about during uh, an earlier part in the season after another win, and this was basically, uh, quote, never to be too high or too low, just to be real level. And we see that a lot. It's a great uh, bit of leadership from Tommy Thompson. You can tell that he is somebody in the locker room that the guys can really thrive on with his attitude. So before we go into a bit more of analysis of both the responses during the press conference and of the match i would like to quickly refer to our website for those of you who are watching make sure you check out quake's epicenter dot com there you can find our patreon first and foremost if you become a patron you can get early access to our articles that would be for at least two dollars a month although we're happy to accept whatever amount you're willing to contribute now if you want to contribute five dollars or more you also get access to the patreon slack the quakes epicenter patreon slack where you can chat it up with fans throughout the week uh, Jamin, looking at the numbers here have we hit the 100 mark yet
2: we are close, but no, we did We haven't quite hit the uh, hundred mark tonight, I don't think. So okay. yeah, it's uh, it's close though. Maybe if A Patel will get out there and keep pushing, uh, maybe we'll be able to push it over the line. But ninety-one right now. Okay. Well.
0: With a bit of a push we can get there perhaps you who are watching right now can be number 100 as part of the patreon and so uh we have more members into the slack now we have some
2: great conversations we're at, i think 101 now in the in the slack there you so go thank you to uh, those who stepped up couple upgrades and uh yeah i think we've uh, we've gotten that we've broken the 100
1: mark
0: excellent so a couple of other things about the website if you visit it you can also find um, excellent articles from our writers like robert jonas Colin Etnire, Jamin Moore, Alex Morgan, Asher Cohn. Uh, There's all kinds of great content on there. We also have the salary spreadsheet that was put together by Colin Etnire. It's a really great way to keep track of what the players are making, what the budget looks like, and what kind of room there is to bring on new players, or perhaps what the value is of the players who are currently with the team. It's really cool, so make sure you go check all of that out. Also, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at quake's epicenter. All right, let's get back into our analysis here. Now we just had Tommy Thompson in the press conference, as somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, he put in a really great performance during his interview, just as he did on the pitch, which was great. Uh, Jamin Moore, I'm interested to hear about what you think of some of the comments that Tommy made during that press conference.
2: Yeah. Kind of similar questions for Tommy, right. Uh, you know, uh, including, including my own, honestly, it's, it, it It's been a tough year uh, for the team and it has been a tough year for Tommy. Um, You know, maybe the toughest of his professional career, to be quite honest, Uh, I think there has to be a decision in terms of what happens with him going forward, because I don't see him as being the starting right back of the future. If we had this type of, well, you know, not everyone's going to score two assists every game. So it's unfair to say, like, if you had this performance, of course, you know, every every game, of course, you'd resign him. Um, but no right back does that in the league. Um, but I think, you know, he's got an opportunity here to really kind of prove himself and make the case, you know, for another contract. I think people, you can see from the love that he's getting in the chat right now, people love Tommy Thompson. You know, we love, love to keep the hype train going. Uh, you know, and it's it's one of those those things that I, Chris Leach has a tough decision, you know, as it pertains to to what he does going forward with Tommy Thompson. And, and you know, to be quite honest, does Lucci Gonzalez see him as an outside back um, or would Lucci go like, no, I actually see him coming back, you know, inside or as a, a backup winger or, you know, in a different role. Um, you know, I, I question that right back is still his best position. Um, and, uh, I would wonder if Chris Leach and, uh, you know, Lucha Gonzalez do as well, but kudos to him tonight. Um, big result. Nice to get it in your birthday week as always, uh, when you can make that happen. And, um, you know, this is the, the kind of game we'd love to see, I think a bit more frequently from Tommy.
0: Yeah. Robert, I'm curious what you think about that. What, what exactly will Tommy's future be with the club? I mean, yeah. Jamin makes a good point. If, you are getting two assists a match or or you're doing that even occasionally. You're performing as one of the better fullbacks in the league, better right backs in the league. Um, What role does Tommy have for the Earthquakes moving forward and moving into next season and perhaps beyond?
1: Yeah, you know, Jamin's exactly right. It's difficult to see Tommy holding a starting position for, for an entire season if it if the Quakes truly want to aspire to, to be a, a solid playoff contender. You know, having said that, you know, you could very much see Tommy Thompson you know, developing a little bit of the career arc that we've seen with, say, Salinas, which is, you know, a very loyal player to the organization, a player that wants to come back. He's going to give his all in training. He's going to do what he can when he's given the opportunity to play and not necessarily demand a starting job now I don't think any player is conf- is comfortable not doing such and I, I think Tommy would fight until he was left out of the lineup but he you know he has such a long history in San Jose and for for a player that's just in his mid-20s it feels like he's been there forever He said his ninth season you know I remember uh, meeting Tommy Thompson when Avaya Stadium was just a shell of of steel and they put a little stage up uh, where the where the field is now and uh, you know to see where he is today and, and the maturity that he's, he's developed you know this is an organization that he started with and i think someone saw it in the the chat it'd be difficult to see him playing anywhere else in major league soccer so um you know it it will be an interesting decision to make and if if even if his role is one of support and and someone who can continue that that you know the dedication to the club in any way possible you know that would be a, a good reason to keep him aboard
0: all right. Well, gentlemen, I think now is a good time for us to go ahead and shift uh, or pivot over to the, the remainder of the show, which is giving our final thoughts about this performance. Anything else that you kind of want to talk about, uh, your point of view about the team and what we can think about going into the next match. Jamin, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you first, and then we'll go to Robert and I'll close it out for us.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I want to give a, uh, a quick shout uh, to uh, a guy uh, named uh, Colin Johnson, brand new patron. Uh he travels down, uh, watching the aftershock on his drive back to San Francisco. Every match, with uh, with his uh, with his lady friend, um, and uh, you know, thank you, Colin, for uh, tuning into the aftershock and and joining us as a patron. Uh, you know, yeah, tonight's a inspiring performance. Is it the the Lucha Gonzalez effect? Are they getting the new coach bounce? By the way, that's not really a thing in the world of statistics. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a mental thing. So it doesn't really exist, but if you want to have, just have fun with it, has the Lucha Gonzalez era started and then the Quakes are one and O in the Lucha Gonzalez era, I guess that's one way to look at it. Uh, but credit to Alex Cabello and his staff, they came up, they had to come up with a game plan to take on the toughest team in the league. It's not like there's a blueprint out there that everyone can follow about how to beat LAFC this season. No one's doing it. So, uh, you know, honestly, congratulations to Cabello and the coaching staff. uh, Anytime, you know, uh, anytime the club is announcing it's going in a different direction, regardless the interim label or whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's, it's going to sting probably just a little bit to go like, okay, I could have been that guy, but I'm not going to be that guy. But uh, they put their heads down and they came up with the, with a game plan. The team executed it, you know, really well tonight. Uh, Honestly, you know, one of those games where you're like, okay, yeah, they definitely shouldn't be starting the kids. Um, but we've been saying like, you know, we do need to see more of the kids tonight. LAFC, maybe not the game to do it on, but there's a few games left here. And, uh, you know, now I would like to see a little bit of rotation. There is kind of an important game next week too, Sporting Kansas City. You don't want to get last place in the West. The Quakes are going to want to keep their distance ahead of Sporting Kansas City. You know, they, they still have to play this week. Um, but that's going to be an important match as well to go on the road into sporting Kansas city and at least walk out with a point, which would keep, you know, keep them at bay and keep the quakes out of the, out of last place in the West Houston, it could have moved ahead of Houston tonight, but Houston, you know, unfortunately I think, uh, I think they at the death or do they draw at the death? I'm not sure. Uh, I know that, uh, something happened right at the very end of the game there in the Houston match. I have to double check what that was, but it's a, uh, important. Match, no matter how you look at it, you know, for this Earthquakes team, uh, whether it's finishing out the era with uh, Alex Cabello or starting a new era with Lucha Gonzalez. But we do know, and as I said the other night on our show, that the styles between Alex Cabello and Lucha Gonzalez have a lot of similarities, particularly in the attacking phase. And so, you know, this is still getting ready. As Chris Leach has said, the style that we are playing now, and this was in reference to the way that the team was playing under Alice Cabello before the Lucci announcement, the style we are playing now is the style we want to be playing going forward. And I I know he means that a little bit more for the attack than he does the defense. And so, you know, these players have the opportunity, even though it's under Alice Cabello, to really kind of show how they would fit into Lucci ball. Um, and, you know, what Lucci is going to try to do is bring more of that defensive structure. So particularly as as it pertains to the defensive side of the ball, every one of these games is going to be important. By the way, Nathan picked up a yellow card tonight. He will not be available uh, against Sporting Kansas City next week. So, you know, that's kind of an important, uh, you know, situation that now they're going to, you know, probably go with Oscar Hagran, I have to imagine. Uh, And, uh, you know, that's, you know, going to be a situation where Oscar and Beeson are really going to have to step up, you know, even though you know, Sporting Kansas City finds themselves last in the Western Conference, you know, they still have a some good threats in the attack. It's still going to take a lot of work to be able to shut them down. Anytime you face Johnny Russell in this league, uh, he's definitely dangerous. Um, so, you know, you, you can't take their attack for granted. You know, their defense hasn't been the best. The Quakes should have gotten, you know, more points against them when they play them uh, at PayPal. But, you know, on the road, it's a different story. The Quakes need to get out with a point.
0: All right, Robert, uh, your last thoughts before we end the show tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my thoughts in the direction I started with, which is, you know, being here tonight uh, and seeing the effect of a sold-out crowd uh, on the team on the field, you know, the energy in the stadium, you know, the Ultras setting off smoke bombs on one end, the Lobina end supporters groups banging the drum, you know, until half an hour after the final whistle. There was a, so much energy in this crowd. And, you know, we haven't had our Cali Classico yet this year. So this was, you know, the big game that we, we've seen so far in 2022. Um doesn't need to be a one-off, and I would love to see this uh, on a regular basis. I also understand the frustration of fans that are spending money on a team that's not necessarily performing for them. And uh, you know, for the powers that be, that uh, you know, we've we've been hearing from Lucci and Chris Leach that there's a lot more assurances that uh, investments are going to be made in the program, you know, from the roster on down. If that comes through, if that's a real thing, and if that if the if that uh, ownership executes on that then there's no reason not to believe that the stadium can bring back that exact same uh, energy maybe not every week maybe not on a wednesday night against the dc united but you know maybe more games than just the ones against your california rivals um the crowd is amazing i agree with what the co- you know alex Covela said what tommy thompson said you know it really did feel like uh, they were hanging on every kick and uh, kudos to them for coming out during a uh, what is a difficult season i've i was here not too long ago when and the uh, the LAFC fans uh, out uh, seemed to outnumber the Quakes fans and were loud and rowdy and and really seemed to own the place. I didn't hear them too much tonight. There was a whole lot more San Jose cheering going on, and I think that's uh, something that uh, maybe didn't come if it didn't come across on the TV broadcast. If you were here in the stadium, you felt it, you heard it, you saw it. So kudos to them, and hopefully the organization continues uh, to or or comes through on its promises and gives fans more opportunities and more reason to come out to watch their team play.
0: Yeah, I I was pleasantly, uh, well, maybe surprise isn't the right word, but I was really happy to see that it was Quakes fans who showed out to the stadium tonight uh, because everybody knows that LAFC fans show up for away games, especially here in California. Um, so really cool to see that in the stadium. And as Arky says in the chat, I think this is how the stadium should be every game as well. Uh, just my final thoughts here. One, If there's one moment in this season where the Quakes could be down a center back, uh, well, a couple of center backs, considering that we've had guys leave, we've had injuries. Um, this is the game where we want that to happen. So just to put a positive spin on what you were saying, Jamin, about sporting Kansas City, they have scored the least amount of goals in the league thus far. They have um, an incredibly bad goal differential. So uh, pressure on the other end is not something that the quicks are necessarily going to have to worry about as well. Yes, Johnny Russell is a very dynamic player, uh, one of the better, uh, you know, winger slash guys who can cut in uh, from the wing and go uh, into the middle part of the field to score goals. We've seen it throughout his career in MLS. A couple things I wanted to mention before we close out tonight were guys whose names haven't quite come up during the show. Uh, first, being Christian Espinoza. I think without Espinoza's presence and the threats that he brings, uh, both on the wing and cutting inside, um, the Quakes don't score those goals. And it's it's very clear um, that he was able to find the passes, especially on the first one to Tommy Thompson there, uh, to you know to help him get to the end line. And so Christian Espinosa's role, uh, while it may have been subdued at times, was very significant, and he found the right moments to make an impact. Another person on the team that I thought is worth mentioning was Jeremy Abobasi. I don't even know if we mentioned him at all during the show tonight. But um, he was able to draw in players in the you know LA's defense in a way that made other players threatening. And if you go back and watch the goal that Cade Cowell scored, actually, uh, which is wonderful for a lot of reasons one is that jeremy abobasi was able to pull in the defenders as did tommy thompson as he as he moved toward the end line which it's something that i've been talking about from show to show. I wish I would see more of the attacking players just go straight to the end line and make those cutback passes. Jamin, you said earlier that that was something that you love to see from the team that's actually a tactic that I use quite often on fiFA twenty two when i'm playing online so if you ever want to get uh you know if you ever want to play against me and get whooped, just dm me and uh, I'd be happy to show you my my uh, division one season skills on FIFA. But going, going back to the serious talk here, I love that Cade Cowell found that positioning that was normally found uh, from an attacker that we've seen in the past, Chris Wondolowski, finding that space when a defender just hesitates for a second. Cowell was ready in the right spot to score that goal, and I think he made Wando proud tonight with the way he was able to finish that. So I wanted to make sure I called him out as well. Now, I wanna thank everybody for joining us tonight. It was a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Quakes Epicenter. Check out our website, join be our sure to, Be
2: sure to mention the merch.
0: Yes, that was the other thing. Thank you for okay. a, a yeah. second time, Damon, because I was going to forget. When you go to QuakesEpicenter.com, you can find the shop on there. and We will have merchandise on there very soon. Right now we have the stickers packet, which has like a really cool postcard. I have one here somewhere. Not close enough to where I can show you. But if you go on the website, you can find it. There are some really cool stickers. There's a Quake's Epicenter sticker. There's an Aftershock uh, Show sticker as well. So go check that out. There will be other merch really soon.
2: Make sure you like and subscribe. And they're gonna take, we're gonna take some pre-orders. Yes. So, and A yeah. said, make sure to mention that we're gonna take pre-orders soon, so. There you go. No, we said pre-orders. It. All right,
0: good. Quake's Epicenter. Thanks for joining us tonight. Make sure you like and subscribe. Turn on your notifications so you can join us after every match. And whenever there are midweek uh, announcements like we had recently, go check out that show as well. It was a really good one. We had high viewership. It was a lot of fun. The YouTube chat was crazy. Uh, you'll really enjoy it.
2: Anyway. Oh, and, and watch it on as many accounts as you can and try to get it up to 1,000 views. That'd be great. Thanks. Yeah, we want the fun emojis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us. Um, have a good night and go Quakes.